it's May 8th, 2020, and things continue as before. Social distancing, uh, greatly decreased interaction, certainly face-to-face with friends and family and uh, all the activities that we were used to doing, recreation, working outside the house for many of us, uh, going to restaurants, movie theaters, travel, etc. So life has become rather constrained, perhaps. Uh, Days are very much more similar than in the past, leading to a sense among many of us of what you could call calendar dysfunction, just this inability to tell one day from another and be certain that it's actually Thursday and not Saturday. So uh, these things are happening, and they seem quite natural to this situation. Um, Many of us, however, are really having a hard time with this, feeling depressed, anxious, uh, very, very lonely, totally understandable, especially for people who are single and living alone and isolated as a result of not being able to go out with their friends and visit with people and do things with groups. So this makes it really hard and some of us are getting angry about it. There have been marches on state capitals, uh, people toting loaded assault weapons, Confederate flags, don't tread on me flags, uh, even horribly uh, swastikas. So uh, there's a real reaction now and an impatience and a willingness to take risks and let down our guard and not do the kind of social distancing we should be because only a tiny fraction of our population has actually achieved immunity to COVID-19. The rest of us are susceptible and uh, the pandemic could get much, much worse if we let our guard down. Yet, uh, President Trump and his uh, cronies are pushing for reopening the economy, thinking somehow that if we do that, uh, it'll make everything else come back to normal, and not anticipating very clearly that if in this opening up process we trigger a second wave which uh, experts have predicted may be even worse than the first wave we've been going through, uh, could crash the economy even worse than it's already crashed. So we're in a tough spot. Um, I don't really know what the right thing to do is, but I know uh, that there are ways to deal with this change. And... uh, It comes down once again to this attentiveness, this mindfulness, uh, exiting the automaticity of story-making, making a story of the pandemic in one's mind, projecting into the future some uh, difficult, painful, alienated uh, feeling that will never end. So 
what we need to be able to do is get off of the treadmill of this endless thinking about our situation. Um, this has a lot to do with our calendar dysfunction as well, because every day we awaken with the same thought, oh my God, it's a pandemic and all the things I used to do, I can't do now. And this goes on and on and it uh, creates in people a feeling like uh, the movie Groundhog Day, uh, waking up to the same clock radio music and the same view out the window and the same circumstances over and over and over. So is there another way to live in the midst of this situation and not have this automaticity of reactiveness, reactiveness both, both of our thinking and of our feeling, um, these habitual resistances to our circumstances. It's natural, it's human, but it certainly doesn't lead to clarity or happiness. So what uh, can we do? Well, returning to this uh, stopping con and the attempt or the actions of stopping the automatic thinking about our circumstances, naming them, putting them in a category, and reacting to them in a fixed way. How do we do this kind of stopping? Well, there are many ways that you can do this. You can simply take a snapshot of your current actual circumstance. In other words, uh, life is running on and things are happening and yet there's a stuck place in our minds. And it's really a thinking process that has become very automatic. And there's feelings attached to it as well that seem continual and constant and painful. So what we can do is just take a snapshot of our circumstance exactly as it is right now, including all the sensations that we are experiencing, everything happening that we are in contact with, all the thinking inside, feeling inside, but we take a snapshot, we stop it, we freeze it in a moment of time. Now we do this just to practice this kind of stopping of the stream of thinking, which blends together the uniqueness of each moment's sensations into kind of a approximation. So we're living uh, an approximation. We're not living intently in the newness of each moment, but each moment takes on a certain cast. And there is a uh, thinking process that seems more important than the actual sensations. So in taking a snapshot, we're freeze framing in a sense, our actual sensations in this moment. We just do it to practice that. Just take a snapshot, almost like a selfie, but it's an outward selfie of all the circumstances around you and everything going on inside you, just for a moment. 
and now with that snapshot, totally open to it. Let it be exactly as it is, just in this moment. Let it be. In other words, put down the tremendous burden of resistance to what is, and simply allow what is in this moment to just shine. So rather than having some kind of fixed attitude towards this momentary shining of what is, just let it be. Now there's a famous line from the Diamond Sutra, probably one of the most famous sutras by the Buddha, and one held in very high esteem by Zen practitioners, uh, there's a phrase in this Diamond Sutra that goes like this, allow mind having no fixed abode to flow forth. Isn't that precisely what we're doing when we take a snapshot and just totally let it shine its presence without any resistance? Allow mind having no fixed abode, no fixed place it gets stuck to flow forth from everything. Just flow. Now, when we do this, nothing really changes. Circumstances are still unfolding a cause, according to cause and effect, one moment following another. But there's just one thing not happening. It's the stepping out of this flow and reacting to it, resisting it, wasting energy in this resistance. That's not happening. It's just removed from the picture, but nothing else is really changing. So we're just letting go of a stuck thinking process. Now, if you remember back to the little exercise I suggested about feeling your hands on the steering wheel or feeling your hands or your arm on the arm of a chair, uh, just grounding yourself with a particular sensation, just noticing it, stopping for a moment and noticing the sensation, and then noticing one more thing, that this sensation appears. It appears. Now, another way to do this is to take this snapshot of everything right now. Just for a moment, your mind is perceiving reality moment by moment. And just for a moment, you take a snapshot to stop the train of thinking. You let the world be in this snapshot exactly as it is, but you've stopped the chain of thinking. Because in the snapshot, at that moment, nothing is moving, including all your thinking, your vicious circle thinking. Now, there's actually a corollary to this in both quantum physics and Buddhism. So let me see if I can describe this to you. There is, in quantum physics, the notion of the shortest possible time period. 
and this is called Planck time. It was named after a physicist, Max Planck. So he coined this uh, term, Planck time, which is, I believe, the way they measure Planck time is by how much time it takes for the smallest possible thing to move the smallest possible distance at the highest possible speed. So they take a photon and it moves the length of a single photon while traveling at the speed of light. And the interval between one position and the next position is the shortest possible time period. In other words, quantum physics says that because you can't measure anything shorter, in essence, it doesn't really exist. So the amount of time, which is some enormously small fraction of a second, uh, is called a Planck time. Now, there's something in Buddhism, and this, is, this came about... Uh, around 500 BC, so 2,500 years ago, the notion of, and Buddha used to talk about this, the kasana, uh, one way to spell it is K-S-A-N-A, -A, kasana, which means a thought moment. And this was thought to be the shortest possible moment. Uh, back then, without... Uh, electron microscopy and relativity and quantum physics, they miscalculated this amount of time to be something in the realm of 1 360th of a second. It's actually much, much shorter than that. But the concept is there. This concept that what we see as a flow of events is actually a rapid series of freeze frames. So there's one kasana followed by another kasana, followed by another kasana. And these thought moments are connected via cause and effect. So our lives are actually series of these snapshots, one after the other after the other. And when we get very attentive, very keenly aware, and we're not lost in a stream of thinking, we can actually play this little mental trick of stopping and just seeing things exactly as they are for that briefest moment and just do it moment after moment after moment. So there's a term for this as well in Zen practice. It's called Tada, T-A-D-A. It means this moment-by-moment -moment attentiveness, Tada. Now, when you do this, what you're actually perceiving without any resistance, without the mind abiding anywhere, is a flowing of these freeze frames, one after the other, with no resistance, each one unique, always changing, always temporary, impermanent. And if we can be non-attached to any of these frames and let them flow, then Groundhog Day is no longer a Groundhog Day. You can't have a fixed reaction to an ever-changing, moment-by-moment experience of your life. Now, really all we have to do is, during the times when we feel find ourselves lost in thought or stuck in a feeling, uh, 
particularly in our situation with this pandemic, certain painful sense of being cut off or bored or whatever it might be, is just do this momentary freeze frame and just see things as they are in this kasana, this thought moment, without any resistance. Just move from moment to moment. Now, with the ever-changing momentary forms of our life, there is an unchanging background. That it is. That it appears. The space within which anything can be. It's always there and shining from each of these freeze frames. We can see that too. So we freeze it. We stop the train of thought and we notice this unchanging, continual background that shines in a sense because it appears, but it has no particularities. We just notice it and then we go back to our activity. So as we practice this during the day, we get better and better at doing this. And we find ourselves getting unstuck in the present moment, which is the only moment we really have. So this is a way of stopping now that can get us off the hamster wheel of Groundhog Day. Now those who can do this and practice this are much less inclined to resist and react and get angry and get hostile and get depressed and get anxious because all the ways in which we might resist this moment are gone when the moment is frozen. Now, another part of this to notice is that since each moment of your life is this freeze-frame kasana, one after the other after the other, each moment is done, 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 done. What's the point of reacting to, resisting, opposing, fighting with something that is done? It's completely done. This freeze-frame moment is what happened because that's what had the most going for it. That's what the prior moment led to through cause and effect. It couldn't have been any different once it appears. So quantum physics talks about this too. It calls it collapsing the cloud of un uncertainty. Before this moment appears, there's a infinite range of possibilities for how it might appear, some more probable than others. It's called a cloud of probability. But when there finally is an observation, which is your life, the cloud of probability collapses, and it's just this. And just this is done. So if it's done, you can put it down. You can let it go. You can let it flow. So practice that 
it's not something we can do every single moment, but if we can pick several times during the day any odd moment to remember this and just freeze frame and drop all resistance and notice that this moment is done and yet it shines its appearance. It shines that it is. That's all we need to do in this moment. Okay, and there today. Anyway, time has come today. 